today on Paternity Court. He's like, I'm your dad. I'm like, no, no, you're not. Who did your mother tell you your father was? It was another guy. All right, what else did her mother say? I was the father of, the, of her child. I don't believe it. Um, he contacted me at 29. Like, you missed out. If I was, you would have been there. I'm feeling bad because she hurt, but I was thinking from my heart. You left. So when I was going through cancer, I didn't have nobody. This particular question is something we have never encountered in this courtroom. She needs to know the truth about this. I want her to I need know. you to tell the truth about it. I am, baby, I am. Please be seated. Hello, Your Honor. Hello. This is a case of Alexander versus Washington. Thank you, Jerome. Good day, everyone. Good day. Mr. Alexander, you claim the defendant's mother led you to believe that no other man except you could be Ms. Washington's biological father. You are 100% certain she is your daughter and plan to prove that today. Is that correct? Yes, Your Honor, it is true. Ms. Washington, you say you don't believe that Mr. Alexander is your biological father because your mother never mentioned his name. But now, after 42 years of uncertainty, you want the paternity drama to end today. Is that correct? Yes, Your Honor. So, Mr. Alexander, you say you are 100% sure you are the father. Yes, Your Honor, Explain. I Explain. Because her mother led me to believe that in the time that we were together that I'm the only man that she ever uh, had associated with it. Oh, that you were the only man that she was intimate with? Yes, ma'am. All right, what else did her mother say? She said that I was the original... I was the father of, the, of her child. All right, and you were led to believe that and you never believed anything different? No, ma'am, I didn't, Your Honor. So, Mr. Alexander, how did it feel when you finally heard this young woman's voice, the young woman you believe is your biological daughter? How did it feel? I felt real good, Your Honor, because I had my daughter to search for and went on Facebook to find her, and I was so happy that I finally got in touch with my daughter, and I just wanted us to all be together and collaborate together and be as one family. All right. So, Miss Washington, I see the tears in your eyes, honey. What are you feeling? This has to be very emotional for you. I don't believe it. Um, he contacted me at 29. Like, you missed out. If I was, you would have been there. Not at 29. And now I'm 42. Can you take me to the day you first heard about Mr. Alexander? Uh, I was about 29 years old. Uh, one night, my phone rang. I answered, and he's like, I'm looking for Tish. And I'm like, who is this? And he's like, I'm your dad. I'm like, no, no, you're not. Like, I never heard of... I told him I never heard of him before. Like... He just says, I'm your dad. Yes. And he mentioned my grand, my granddaddy and my grandma. But I'm 29. Where have you been? My mom passed. He wasn't there. My granddaddy and my grandma passed. He wasn't there. So I try to respect them, you know, but it hurts. And then, you know, he got to talking to me, and I'm like, but where have you been? I'm 29. Then I had three kids. So now, today, I have nine. <laughs> wow, you so... have nine children. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Your Honor. Well, to Ms. Washington's point, what took you so long? Exactly. I had left a town and, uh, because my mother was real sick. And uh, I just wanted to be around her because she was at a... She had died on me, and I just wanted to be around her. And But... I had stayed with my mother for a while and my comfort my sisters and brothers because they were so hurt over the, 
the illness of my mother. Waiting for coming find me. 29. Like, I could see if I was 9, 19, but 29. And your mom didn't, wasn't sick when you contacted me. I thought your mom just recently passed. She, she's been dead. She's been dead a while, young. How long is it? I thought we, she just, it's only been a few years. It's been about nine Mom years. been gone 22 years. Mm -hmm. You was not there. Like. I know. I know. Did so, you hear about her mother's passing? No, ma'am. No, Your Honor. I haven't. I, was, I wasn't in town. And so, who did your mother tell you your father was? It was another guy. She was telling me the whole time that my, um, that was my father. So, I mean, I was on the phone, like, every day trying to get a hold of him. And then, one day I got a hold of him, and, um, he wanted to meet up. I had to catch the bus. I was about 18 in. I had to catch the city bus to go meet him. Take your time, honey. We went, I met him at the restaurant. We sat down and I was telling him that my mom said that he was my dad and he was like, he didn't know, but he had a, um, a wife and kids already. And he didn't want to mess that up. Mm. <gasps> so, so I was like, I'm ready to go. So he was like, I'll give you a ride home. And I took the ride home and I never saw him or talked to him again. Oh, honey. <sighs> so you take the bus down there only to get there and him to basically say to you, I don't want to pursue this relationship. Did he say that he didn't believe he was your father or did he just say, I don't want to pursue this because I have a wife and a family and I can't? He have a wife and he got kids and he didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> So... I'm sorry. That is awful to hear. So, Mr. Alexander. Yes, ma'am. Can you tell the court about the relationship you had with Miss Washington's mother? How did you meet? We met through a friend of mine named Larry, this gentleman right here. He introduced me to... Your witness? Yes, ma'am. Introduced yes. you? Yes, Your Honor. All right, I'd like to hear from your witness. Please stand, sir. All right, Your Honor. Hello. State your name for the record. Larry White. Mr. White, thank you for joining us today. Mr. Alexander has just testified that you introduced him to Ms. Washington's mother. I did. I knew her, uh, Annie, and, uh, I owned a restaurant in Phoenix, Arizona. And they would always come by the cafe, and James was there working for me at that time. And so Gladys would come by with her, her auntie, and I introduced him to Gladys. And uh, in 76, we moved to a new location. James had left me, too. He went somewhere else. He didn't work at my new location, okay? So the next time I hear James, he's all proud. He said, man, have you seen Gladys? I said, no, I haven't. He said, I got a baby by her, which shocked me. I didn't know that myself. Really? He said, I got a child by Gladys. So he was excited and happy, but hurt that he couldn't find her. But it is your testimony that he was looking for his little girl. He was. Oh, ma'am. He, he, he talked about her. Oh, ma'am. He talked about this young lady here. When he came back, Gladys had the baby. <clears throat> and then she presented the baby to him and said, this is your child. So, Ms. Washington, when you're hearing this testimony, I mean, Mr. White seems to remember specifically all of the conversations between him and Mr. Alexander, the fact that Mr. Alexander spent time with you as a baby. What yes. are you feeling, honey? It's hard to believe because I used to see uh, Larry. Mm -hmm. He used to see me pushing my mom in a wheelchair. 
for years. That's right. He never came to me and say anything about he know who my dad was. Really, one of my place walk up and say, hey, I know your daddy or this, this, is that. They never asked me anything. If you knew that, why you couldn't say, hey, I talked to your dad today, and then I would question you, but he never said that. I'm, I'm feeling bad because she hurt, but I'm speaking from my heart that I know. She needs to know the truth about this. I want her to I know. I need you to tell the truth about I this. I am, baby, I am. I've been through cancer twice. By the grace of God, I'm still here, you know. Um, Amen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, when I was going through cancer, um, it was time for me to do a transplant, after, like, a year later. And um, I didn't have nobody. My mom's not here. I don't know who my dad is. Um, but then I was trying to get in contact with him because I needed a donor um, for my, my transplant. And... He wasn't nowhere to be found. Um, but then I was trying to get in contact with him because we was, like, on and off, with, you know, contact each okay. other. And so to, for me to contact him, I have to go through his one daughter in Alabama. She used to call me asking me if I know where he was. So I'm like, no. Like, every time I turn around, it's like a number's changing. Mr. Alexander's life seemed to be a little unstable. Yes, Your Honor. And then when you were dealing with your second bout of cancer... They said you needed a donor. And so you immediately thought, I need to find Mr. Alexander. Yes, Your Honor. Because since my mother's gone, yes. I need to see if he's a match. Yes, Your Honor. And so you said to yourself, when I do find him or when I do speak to him the next time, we have to get a DNA test. Yes, Your Honor. And I... Take me to that day. I picked him up. They told us in two to three days, they let us know. Three weeks went by... And I haven't heard anything. I called her back. And I'm like, okay, so what is it? And so she said... <sighs> she said he wasn't. You had to call her back? Yes. She said there's been a mix-up and we'll call you back. Yes. And instead of her calling you back, you had to call her back. Yes. And then she says, I'm sorry, he's not your father. Yes. Yes. And at care. that time when the DNA testing happened, Mr. Alexander, do you remember speaking to Miss Washington and... <laughs> Understanding why the DNA test was so important? Yes, I did, Your Honor. And do you remember her telling you that they called back and the lab said that you were not her biological father? Yes, Your Honor, I remember that. And we both felt that it was an uh, undecided decision that they made on their behalf because it just didn't seem right. Because you know. after they tell you it's going to take two to three days mm -hmm. and then you don't hear anything for three weeks and then you got to call them, they never call you. Do no, they ever send you some paperwork? No. No, Your Honor. Oh, no. We didn't. Clearly, that is not the laboratory we work with, and that is not how things are done. No, and that's right. So, at this time, because this is so complex, the court would like to call on the chief science officer for DNA diagnostics, Dr. Michael Baird. Hello, Dr. Baird. Hello, Judge Lake. This particular question is extremely fascinating and something we have never encountered in this courtroom. And I'd like to get a better understanding. Ms. Washington here has talked about um, about with cancer. She has been fighting and beating cancer. She had to have a transplant. Can you talk to us about how a bone marrow transplant can affect a DNA result? Certainly. <clears throat> uh, a bone marrow transplant is a life-saving procedure. So if the transplant is successful, all the blood cells that are produced in that individual will be those of the donor. 
So if you take a blood sample from a person who has a bone marrow transplant using a donor that's not them, in other words, a, a unrelated individual, you're gonna get a DNA profile that will be different than the genome of that person. So when we saw that Miss um, Washington had a bone marrow transplant, the red flags went up in our laboratory and we said, we need to learn more about what kind of transplant she had. Interesting. Now, if the previous laboratory where they had the DNA testing done was not aware of her bone marrow transplant or had not proceeded to then do the next level of discovery as you did, could this affect the result? It could. And we were not aware if that laboratory really took into account the transplant. This is fascinating. So just to be clear, Dr. Baird, when you're informed that a person has had a transplant, there's a different level of testing. There's a different test or a different way you go about it, procedure, than if they have never had a transplant. Correct. So what we normally do is we get more information on what kind of transplant it was. And so in Ms. Washington's case, how were you able to get a conclusion given the facts you were presented? Well, when we looked into the type of transplant that she had, it turned out that she used her own cells in order to be the donor. So essentially she was her own donor. So because she was using her own cells to replace the unhealthy cells that were present, the cancerous cells, it was no issue. And the results are indeed reliable. Thank you so much. Now that you've heard all of that, what are you hoping for, Mr. Alexander? And are you hoping that Ms. Washington is your yes, biological daughter? Are some of the tears because you feel guilty for all the years that you missed out on? Yes, to a certain extent, it is that, you Do you guilty. feel like you let her down? Yes, I do, you to a certain extent. I don't want them to be now. <gasps> Jerome, I'm ready for the results. <laughs> These results were prepared by DNA Diagnostics, and they read as follows. In the case of Alexander versus Washington, when it comes to 42-year-old Tish Washington, it has been determined by this court, Mr. Alexander, you are not the father. I'm very sorry, Ms. Washington. Mm. Very sorry. Uh, Absolutely. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I'm sorry, dear. I'm sorry. God bless you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Miss Washington, I'm sorry I could not give you the closure that you deserve. Mm -hmm. You do, but we gave you the truth, and you needed that. That's it. Yes, ma'am. You need that. Yes, Dr. Jeff is waiting for you. I want you to sit down with him because you've been through a lot. Thank you so much. They call me your honor, but it's my honor. Mm-hmm. It really is. I wish you the very best, all of you. Court is adjourned. For the full audiovisual experience of Lauren Lake's Paternity Court, check paternitycourt.tv for local listings, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash paternitycourt, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Paternity Court TV and at Lauren L. Lake.